Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. As the number of people prescribed antidepressants continues to rise in the UK, a review of the drugs has led to brand new guidance for the doctors who prescribe them. University College London and the Royal Cornwall Hospital's NHS Trust have worked together on the review, looking into the role of antidepressants and how to help patients stop using them. They've recommended that doctors should prescribe fewer antidepressants and for shorter periods of time, and also argued that long-term use for many is probably inappropriate. It follows new guidance from health watchdog NICE, which recommends patients should be taken off the drugs over months and years to avoid extreme withdrawal symptoms. Mark Horowitz is a clinical research fellow in psychiatry from University College London who worked on the review into antidepressants. First of all, Mark, what prompted this review? So we were asked to write this review on the balance of harms and benefits by a journal called Drug and Therapeutics Bulletin, which is famous for not taking funding from drug companies in the form of advertising and is very respected amongst doctors for giving an independent and balanced view. And I think the reason they asked us is because there has been a significant change in our understanding of antidepressants over the last few years. What we've come to understand is that it's much harder to stop antidepressants because of withdrawal symptoms than we have previously understood. So we now know that about half of people will find it hard to stop their antidepressant because of withdrawal symptoms. Perhaps a quarter of those people will have severe withdrawal symptoms. And some people will simply be unable to stop their antidepressant because the withdrawal symptoms are so unpleasant. So can you talk us through what the recommendations are for doctors prescribing these antidepressants? So we argue that less people should be given antidepressants when they're given antidepressants, it should be for a shorter period of time, and people should plan to come off these drugs when they're started. So what we go through is 
One, what are the problems with being on antidepressants? So antidepressants cause a lot of different what are called side effects or adverse effects. They can cause weight gain. They cause difficulties with sleep. They cause daytime fatigue. They can cause trouble with memory and concentration. They cause sexual problems. We also know that a lot of people are on these drugs for longer than guidelines say they should be. So people should be on them for a few months for one episode of depression or for a couple of years if they've got more risk factors. But many people in this country are on antidepressants for more than two years. And doctors should be encouraging these patients to stop their drugs because of the adverse effects that, that they're experiencing. Now, I understand roughly one in six adults were given at least one prescription for antidepressants between 2019 and 2020. What does this mean for the country? There are huge numbers. It's growing by a few percent every year. Every 10 years, the number of prescriptions in England has doubled for antidepressants. We know it's given more to women. They get about 50% more medication than men. People from low socioeconomic groups are given more medication. And we also know that it's growing amongst teenagers. So what do you say to the suggestion that the drugs have been used as a sort of quick fix or have been too readily prescribed by doctors when other things such as diet and exercise should be prioritised? There's no question that that's the case. That's very much reflected in there's new guidance being put out by NICE on how to manage depression. And it, it represents a quite significant shift in their previous advice with antidepressants being moved from centre stage to just a bit player. So, for example, in the treatment of moderate to severe depression, the more serious side of things, there are 10 options for treating depression, all of which are considered equally effective. And only two out of those 10 options involve antidepressants. The other eight options involve all the things you've just mentioned, exercise, therapy, activating people to do more things, counselling, problem solving. We know that helping people to solve the problems in their lives, to get into healthy habits with exercise, with diet, with how they think, can have just as big an effect on depression as antidepressants and are obviously safer in the long term than using a medication. So do you think doctors and the NHS will take up this new guidance? I guess that's the £64 million question. Will guidelines be followed? And I think there are a couple of issues that are important. So number one is what is available. So if, if therapy and, and exercise classes and mindfulness are made available to GPs to prescribe, then, then there'll be a change. If not, they'll fall back into the habitual prescribing of antidepressants. I think the second thing is a bit of a mind shift because there's one idea that has been very pervasive that's influenced doctors and patients in choosing antidepressants. And that's this idea that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance or low serotonin. You know, everybody knows that to be the case. Well, actually, that's not true. That was a hypothesis put forward about 50 years ago, and it was amplified by drug companies because it makes antidepressants sound like a very neat fix because you want to fix your chemical imbalance. And the line went that antidepressants for depression are like insulin for diabetes. But we know that's not the case today. 60 years of research has not found a chemical imbalance or low serotonin. So it's not true to say that people need an antidepressant to fix low mood. We've just mentioned all the other options that are effective. 
Okay, so quite a significant change in our understanding there. I mean, what will it take to get this message out to people? I think it will take time for that new understanding to filter through doctors and the public. And I wonder whether something like the education campaigns that stopped overprescribing antibiotics will be needed. So everybody used to go to their GP expecting an antibiotic if they had the sniffles. And it took a, a very big educational campaign to tell people, no, it's, it's a viral illness. Most of the time you don't need a, a medication. I think something similar needs to happen for people suffering low mood and anxiety, that rather than expecting a, a tablet, that they should look at other options that are equally as effective and with less adverse effects. And what message would you share with people who perhaps are struggling with withdrawal symptoms from antidepressants now? It's very likely that a lot of people have mistaken withdrawal symptoms from coming off their antidepressants for a return or what's called a relapse of their underlying condition of anxiety or depression. Because withdrawal symptoms involve depressed mood, anxiety, trouble sleeping, it can seem very familiar to, to patients and their doctors that it's a return of their condition. But we know that there are a few things that differentiate withdrawal symptoms from a return of someone's condition, things like physical symptoms like dizziness, headache, nausea, electric shock sensations, and the fact that they come on so quickly after reducing an antidepressant. And so I think there are a lot of people who are walking around who think, I must stay on my antidepressant because when I stop it, I get unwell. And they're mistaking withdrawal symptoms for a return of their condition. And the real solution is to come off the drug more slowly by small amounts over time, which makes it much less unpleasant, rather than concluding, I need the drug lifelong. There's more on this story in the Evening Standards newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.